You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded in Chicago at the Clio Cloud Conference, which has returned to the beautiful Radisson Blue Aqua Hotel. We're here to cover this event for you, our listeners. And joining me now, actually I have quite a treat. I have a co-host for the first time ever, Mr. Bob Ambrogi from Lawyer to Lawyer. Welcome to the show, Bob. Thanks for having me, Lawrence. And then, of course, I've got an esteemed guest. I have uh, Jack Newton, who, of course, is the co-founder and CEO of Clio, a company that he has spent the last seven years building from a two-person startup to over 150 employees. So welcome to the show at your conference, Jack. Thanks for having me. Well, great. Thank you so much for stopping by. So I, I know this is uh, you know seven years. We've got a lot of history here, but uh, I know Bob has some questions about that. Uh, yeah, well, morning, Jack. How are you? Morning. Jack, you, you just gave the keynote here. This is the third Clio Cloud yes. Conference, uh, third one I've been at as well, and, I, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be back here again this year. But in your keynote, it, it, Lawrence just mentioned uh, it's been seven years since you guys got started. Seven years, it's, which is It's incredible. hard to believe. It is. You gave uh, a few milestones of where you are today. I thought that was kind of interesting. So I wonder if you could just kind of start, start yeah, with so telling us about that. We, uh, we just celebrated uh, on October 1st our seven-year launch anniversary. So we, we've been at this for seven years now. It's, it's flown by. I mentioned in the keynote how it feels both just yesterday that we flicked the switch and launched the, uh, launched the product. And it also feels like a lifetime ago. And the, the growth we've seen over the last seven years has just been, been incredible. A few of the milestones I mentioned in the keynote, we've got over 150,000 people active in Clio every single, every single day. So there's, there's just an unbelievably huge collective user base, and you're seeing, I think, a slice of that community at the conference here, and you can see how how much reach that gives us and how it gives us the real possibility of helping reshape the legal industry and actually be an agent of serious change in, in, the, in the legal space with that kind of with that kind of base established. A few of the other uh, metrics I mentioned were, uh, we're now 150 employees at Clio in we're in three offices around the world now. We've got our headquarters in Vancouver, BC. Uh, we now have over 30 people working out of our Toronto office. Uh, we opened an office in Dublin two years ago as our, our beachhead for European expansion. So really exciting to see that level of uh, employee growth, something that is, I think, way bigger than, than either Ryan or I thought w- could be achieved just uh, uh, just seven years ago when it was literally just the two of us. We were wearing all of the hats in the company. We were writing the code for the software. We were answering the tech support calls. We were doing the marketing. You know, we, <laughs> we were wearing every single, every single hat. Uh, we, you know, another stat I mentioned, $18 billion a year being billed out of Clio right now. Just un- unbelievable the, uh, the scale of the level of transactions that are, are happening in Clio. So really exciting uh, progress and um, I think more than anything, it's felt like we've had a lot of people cheering for us over the last seven years, wanting to see that uh, success, celebrating uh, the success with us. And our, our customers are, of course, a huge part of that, a huge part of that cheerleading force. And it's, for me, this is the most energizing two days of the year where I come away from this conference walking on clouds for months, literally, where I'm just so excited and is energized. That, is by, that the name? Is that why it's uh, Clio Cloud? That's right. Okay. That's right. It's... Uh, I think I only realized how suitable the name was after the first conference where Bob were, you were there 
Uh, Lawrence, I can't. I don't think you were at the very first Not one. Not the first the second, one. The second one, yes. Second conference you were at. That was the um, one you had the donut trucks out front. That that's was, right. That that's, was great. That was the closer for you. That's what got you out. <laughs> that donut truck right there. Yeah, absolutely. Nice <laughs> mention the trip to Wrigley Field, wasn't it? <laughs> I really like that part that uh, you brought your first user into it. You know, she's part of your your beta testing, and like that was a pretty special moment. I thought that's that's something unique, Bob. I mean, uh, you and I uh, go to some of these uh, different uh, legal technology uh, conferences, but I've never heard that brought up. And so you know who your first customer is, and you have a relationship with her, and you introduce her, and she's happy to be here. So I thought that was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was really special to have uh, Catherine Reisman is her name and our very first customer ever and, and the customer that we really kind of built the product around uh, to start with. She had a, uh, an unbelievable amount of influence over the early days of Clio and helped shape the product that all of our customers are, are using today. And uh, I feel very lucky that our very first paying customer is still a customer seven years later. And coming to our conference and celebrating the, the success that she helped uh, helped Cleo become. That's great. And I, I just want to remind our listeners, because I'm not sure everybody listening knows this about Clio. This is the Clio Cloud Conference for a reason, which is when you guys came along in 2008, you were the first cloud-based practice management. I mean, this was a, a concept nobody knew of until you guys that, came that's along. Right. And, and there was one other that came along right that's around right. the same time. To that's give right. Them, give them acknowledgement as well. But uh, this was a, a new area of technology, really, that you guys brought about and that's now considered the norm. Yeah, well, it's an interesting point, Bob. And, and I, I look back to uh, that. I, I threw up a picture in the keynote of our first trade show booth ever at Tech Show 2008, where we launched our beta in, in March of 2008. And I remember when we did the due diligence, kind of assessing the business plan we had for Clio. And one of the things that really blew us away was we thought this was such an obviously good idea back in 2007 when we started building Clio. And also just saw the writing on the wall and thought that it was very clear over the next decade that the cloud would become the predominant computing platform. But we're really surprised to see no incumbent at the time building what looked like a cloud-based practice management and no other startups building a cloud-based practice management system at that time either. And I remember uh, a word of wisdom that somebody gave me at the time that, that has stuck with me actually is when I was talking about this dynamic and the fact that I was a little bit worried there was no competition, they said, if you have what looks like an amazing idea and there's no competition for it, it's either a stupid idea or you're hopefully about to become very rich. And we, we just kind of hoped it was the latter and rolled the <laughs> dice and jumped in with both feet. and. Uh, I think the last you know, seven years have really validated that this is the wave of the future, but it was anything but certain that that was the case in, in 2008. I remember we were approached at the trade show booth at Tech Show with a very polarized audience, very polarized reaction where I had people, I remember the exact words they used, we said, thank you for making this, I've been waiting for somebody to build something like Clio forever, I'm so glad you did. And we also had people come up with us and almost attack us for the audacity of putting data in, in the cloud and basically calling us irresponsible and that this idea would never take off and it was just a, a, a travesty to be suggesting that, that 
people store their data in the cloud. And I, yeah. I suspect there are a few lawyers who still feel that way, but hopefully uh, only a few. They're, so. they're out there, but they, they're certainly the, the voices in the wilderness now, whereas in 2008, you'll remember this, Bob. We, I remember a podcast we did back in 2008 or 2009 debating this very topic. Yeah. The, the, the whole que- it, was, it was an active question as to whether the cloud would gain traction in legal or not. That's right. That's and right. I, we I did a lawyer-to-lawyer show about that way that, back that, when. That, that is finally, I think, uh, a discussion that doesn't need to happen anymore. It's, uh, it's here to stay. Well, right. seven years, I mean, you've learned so much. I mean, that, that is just, the growth is astounding. And so a lot of the things that uh, you learn along the way, you've shared. And so uh, I wanted to kind of transition the discussion into, and this is a wonderful title, so Delivering on Effortless Service. And so I was listening to you talk about the different companies, and, and you cited several examples. You cited Uber, Airbnb, Apple Store, Amazon, um, and Tesla. And, uh, you know, talking about, uh, you know, delivering this, this effortless service. And, one of the things that popped out in my head is that there just doesn't seem to be anything effortless about that. So I guess uh, maybe we should talk a little bit about what is an effortless service and, and how, how you guys uh, aspire to provide that. Yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, the, the, the theme of the, the keynote was really around how lawyers should be thinking about how they deliver an effortless experience uh, in the same way that companies like like Amazon and Uber and, and Tesla do. And what has really become clear to me over the last few months, especially as I started thinking about around the message that I wanted to deliver in the keynote, is that these above and beyond delivering customer delight type experiences that so many companies focus on trying to de- deliver. I use the example of the Ritz-Carlton and Jordy the giraffe and how they, they took pictures of Jordy's you know, experiences at the Ritz-Carlton after his owners accidentally left him Uh, or their kid accidentally left him behind at the hotel. These are the kind of touchstones of what amazing customer service looks like. But what studies have shown, and this is almost paradoxical, but if you exceed customer expectations, it does very little to build long-term loyalty. In fact, every interaction you have with a customer is less of an opportunity to wow them it's much more likely to be an opportunity to potentially disappoint them in some way and let them down and deteriorate your loyalty with that customer. What I think is very clear is that customers in 2015, the customers of 2016, are looking to companies not to deliver them these delightful above and beyond experiences, but to deliver effortless experiences that are seamless and as convenient as possible, delivered in the time and fashion of their choosing, delivered in the medium of the customer's choosing. And I I think it has very clear ramifications for law firms. I think for law firms, this means that customers do not want to be coming into your office, commuting in from the suburbs to your fancy downtown law office, for example, to meet with you at at a time of convenience for them in their schedule. They instead probably want to be collaborating with you on their train ride to work through their smartphone, for example, and dealing with you in the way that they want to, in a very seamless way. And I I think when we look to the companies that have been the breakout stars of 2050s, companies like Uber, companies like Airbnb, companies like Amazon, the thread that ties all of them together is this concept of an effortless experience. I use the Tesla example. Tesla is really redefining people's expectations of what owning a car means. They will deliver an over-the-air software update to your car that does things like improve the car's performance or enable autopilot, for example, which is a feature they just released last week. 
with an update that you don't have to do anything to apply. You turn your car on one morning and you get a little alert saying your car knows how to drive itself now. That is pretty mind-blowing. A little bit scary too, I think. A little bit scary, but an example of what I mean by this effortless experience. Yeah, I was trying to think about that as you were as you were during your keynote because law is, you know, more challenging than buying something from Amazon or or uh, even getting a ride across town because the nature of legal representation is inherently not going to be effortless sometimes. I mean, the nature of the problems that people have that bring them to lawyers mean that the experience, you know, overall is not going to be, you know, effortless is a tough word for that. But, um, you know, I assume what, what you're focusing on more is the way you deliver the services, that it's not just good quality service, but the way, how simple you make sort of the interaction for the customer, exactly, for the exactly. client. And, and yeah, I, I think you make a really good point. And there's nothing effortless around representing clients or even the amount of engagement you might need to have from a client to argue their case effectively, for example, is not going to be effortless. But the requirements and the, the expectations you have of your client and how you're interacting with them, I think is really at the heart of, of my message. That The idea that, again, using the example of even just how your meetings with your clients are happening. Your clients would probably much rather be having a live video chat with you over their tablet than coming into your right. office to deal with you. Yeah. I think it also helps frame you know, the, the way that you interact with your client in terms of even the number of touch points you might have with a client. I can think of, like with Clio for example, we've gone through several rounds of, of venture financing. Every time we've gone through a venture financing, I've had to deal with very complicated, complex, long legal documents and a lot of back and forth and negotiating term sheets and shareholder agreements and so on. And I've always thought through each one of those transactions, it feels like I'm answering the same question a dozen different times in a dozen different ways. It feels like there's way too much back and forth on the documents. Just, again, something I would not characterize as effortless. And for our lawyer in that example, I would suggest that you know, there should be a smoother collaboration system for interacting with him than email, which is very painful for this, this kind of collaboration. I would much rather that he have an upfront, detailed discussion with me, for example, on what my expectations are and what the things I care about are and, and run with that as far as he can without asking me a lot of questions along the way. Those types of things just to make the, the experience for me as low friction as possible because that's actually what's driving loyalty today. It's not the customer service heroics. And to your point around how well do, you, do these kind of philosophies map to legal, I think the idea of uh, delivering customer delight for a lawyer is a bit nebulous, right? Yeah. What does that look like? Right. That's probably winning the case or yeah. having the positive outcome yeah. or delivering a document a day earlier than you promised. But it's, it's really hard to do the Geordie type of customer delight things. Whereas I think this effortless experience concept is something that lawyers can adapt and can fold into the way that they are delivering their legal services everywhere from the onboarding experience all the way through to how you're delivering your final work product. So how does Clio play into that? How does Clio help lawyers deliver that Right, so it, it figures in in two ways. So for one, we want to be the technology platform that enables a lot of this friction removal for lawyers and helps create an effortless experience for your clients to interact with you. So features like Clio Connect, for example. We make it very easy Which you for- that, That's right. So we have Clio Connect and we announced um, add-ons to Clio payments, which allow you to receive credit card payments online through either Clio Connect or directly through email. So 
we've made it easier for your clients to pay you. You know, it's an effortless experience for your clients to pay you now, which isn't always the case with lawyers. Lawyers, even talking about something as simple as payment, often say, please draft me a check and send it to me in the mail. And for me, I don't know where my checkbook is. <laughs> I would probably have to order a new checkbook right. just to write a check. Right. Um, I don't know where my envelopes or stamps are either. I would probably need to take a trip to you know, the corner store just to pick up that stuff. So that just the experience of paying my lawyer, the last interaction point I'll have with them, by the way, until our next engagement, is going to be filled with friction for the, the average lawyer. Whereas this Clio payments announcement we just made, I will receive an email from, from my lawyer, click one link, see a summary of the work they delivered to me, and be able to type in my credit card and get that paid in 30 seconds. To me, that's, that's an example. It's a, it's a small example, but I think an important one highlighting what this efforts, effortless experience means. Clio Connect, again, help moving things like document collaboration online. I was talking about the, the complexity of these venture financings, and it wasn't unusual to see, you know, here's your shareholder agreement, version 27, underscore, you know, Jack Newton revisions, underscore newest. And, and see this huge paper trail of documents attached to these email threads where it can end up being basically impossible to understand what the current version of the document is. With Clio Connect, we allow you to have one place where there's a ground truth system of record showing exactly what versions of a document have existed, who's made comments on which versions, which version is the latest version. That's another example of making what could be a painful experience of me sifting through my emails to find the latest document from my lawyer to an effortless one where I log into an online portal and have all of that information at my fingertips. So expect more from us on that front as well because this, the, the message I delivered in the keynote today around creating these effortless experiences is, is shaping how we think about product at Clio. It's, it's shaping how we're defining our product roadmap around features that help our lawyers deliver on that promise. So it's not just a, it's not a keynote that I'll, I'll give and we just forget about tomorrow at Clio. That is really something that is a big take home message for our team and something that I think has clarified our mission for the next year in terms of what we should be and need to be delivering to our clients to make them as competitive as possible in 2016. When you uh, you touched on something else in addition to the the effortless part of providing service, um, one of the things that uh, I know that uh, you uh, tout as being very proud of is the building your business part of what Clio right. does and helping so, you grow, helping you That's grow right. as part of one of the promises that you made many years ago That's to right. the uh, to the users. And you uh, have a new feature uh, part of it called Campaign Tracker, and it. You know, shout it out to me when I saw that because it had the magic word return on investment, ROI, which just rings out in my head. But, uh, you know, this was something that uh, when we were talking about just before this interview, uh, it's one of your favorite projects coming out. And uh, why don't you walk our listeners through what Campaign Tracker is? Right. So uh, Campaign Tracker, I, I would describe as the the headline feature announcement for us here at ClioCon. We've, we've got a few major tentpole announcements we've made over the course of the day. But Campaign Tracker for me is the true the true game changer, and something that I, I really think is unique to Clio and something that we are uniquely positioned to deliver something that, that I don't think any other platform could do uh, a really effective job of. And that's because we've got all of this information around billing and revenue for our clients. And with Campaign Tracker, what we're able to do is tie that revenue all the way back to the advertising campaign or marketing campaign that generated that revenue in the first place. 
And that is a game changer. That, for the first time, gives lawyers the ability to look at their total marketing spend, and almost every lawyer spends money on advertising. We did a survey of our customers and found out that, on average, they spend $18,000 per year on advertising. So the numbers are real. I talked about the fact that nine of the top 10 paid Google AdWords are paid for by lawyers. The most expensive keywords in the world are paid for by lawyers. Lawyers pour a lot of money in, into advertising, but as the, as the old marketing maxim goes, you know you're wasting half of your marketing budget, you just don't know which half. <laughs> and Campaign Tracker helps lawyers identify what campaigns are working, which campaigns aren't, and they can double down on what's working and optimize their total marketing spend. During your uh, keynote, you said that this area of sort of marketing aspect of law practice was something that you really hadn't paid much attention to in the past with, with the Clio platform. That's right. This is really your first rollout uh, enhancement to the platform that focuses on the marketing right. side of things. Uh, do you envision building out more in that direction on the Clio platform? I, I do. So I, I think what's happened for us over the last year is we've we focused the last seven years building, I think, what is largely a productivity platform. We help lawyers manage and run their practice in a very effective way. A lot of lawyers refer to Clio as their operating system. It's the first thing they power up in the morning and the last thing they close at night. It's the, it's the app they use throughout the day to run the day-to-day -day of their law practice. But our story to this point has been very focused on the productivity angle, on the, we help optimize your day-to-day, -day, we help you stay on top of your practice. But what we haven't been able to tell is a very compelling story around how we help you grow your practice. And there's a lot of lawyers out there saying, I love that you can help me optimize my day-to-day -day, and I love being more productive, but what I really need is more clients. I need more business, I need more revenue, I need better clients. Even if they have enough clients today, they want better clients tomorrow that are more tailored to their ideal client profile. And we realized the light bulb for us that went off a year ago when we started working on this campaign tracker concept was it is a game changer for us in a, real, a really different level of conversation that we can have with our customers if we're able to couple the growth story and that the fact that we help you grow your top line while optimizing your bottom line as well, while giving you the productivity tools to execute well against that business that comes in. So for us being able to tell both halves of that story, being able to tell both halves of we help you acquire the business, we help you grow your law firm, and then once that business comes in the door, you're able to execute on it by delivering an effortless experience to your clients, you're able to stay on top of your day-to-day, -day. you're able to coordinate your staff's activities. We think that's a very powerful and you know, we really think we're the only full life cycle practice management system out there where if you think about what Clio's becoming, it's more than just practice management. It's becoming a total CRM that's able to track leads, marketing spend, clients, revenue, and tell that total life cycle for a customer and do ROI analysis on your marketing channels and I think you can expect more, more features along these lines uh, over the next few years for us because we're by no means done with a productivity story, but we think that there's a very interesting story to be told on this growth side over the next few years. Great. Well, I want to close it out with a little talk about the conference. And so now, 
this event is not just about Clio. I mean, you, you guys are, are setting up some right. educational uh, forums here for everybody. And it's, it's interesting this year because we've got three separate tracks for this. And of course, you've got your Clio University, and you have uh, another track called the Business of Law, and another one called Legal Technology. So in addition to learning more about the product service that you provide, there's also some, some offerings here that are helping people grow their business, their law business, and then help them implement technology. So, you know, I think it'd be a good, what do you think, Bobby, a good place to close it out by talking about some of these tracks and what's sure. going on with each one of those? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've said in my own blog post about past year's conferences that this is not just a Clio users conference. This is a great technology conference, whether you're a Clio user or not. So, no, it's a good point. And I, I think it is one of our guiding principles in building the Clio Cloud Conference was to make it bigger than just Clio. We don't want this conference to be just about Clio any more than uh, Salesforce's big conference, for example. Dreamforce is certainly about Salesforce in a lot of ways, but they've made that conference into a huge conference that spans all sorts of, of topics. Just an unbelievably wide range of speakers and topics about building a business and building a successful business. And that was really our inspiration for the Clio Cloud Conference as well, where we want to build the Clio Cloud Conference into a conference that is much bigger and more expansive in its impact than just Clio. And, and to that end, we've got you know, 20 exhibitors of like-minded companies helping partner with us to deliver this conference. Uh, we've got educational tracks that only one of our three tracks is about Clio. Two-thirds of our content at the conference, plus all of the keynotes, are really about thought leadership, staying on the edge, the bleeding edge of what's happening in the legal space. And I want the lawyers that attend this conference to feel like they've walked out with a playbook that has put them ahead of the curve and put them ahead of their competition in terms of being able to embrace the latest and greatest technologies in the legal space to build to build a better practice, to deliver an effortless experience for their clients. And I think we've been successful in year one and year two in, uh, in doing that. I think year three is gonna be uh, even bigger and better. Early indications, we're only uh, you know, a few hours in, but the energy level and everything else about this year seems uh, at least as great as, uh, as previous years, which I would be completely happy with, uh, with matching. Well, great. I think that's a good place to leave it. And we'll certainly be continuing our coverage uh, inside some of these tracks with some of your guest uh, speakers and presenters and keynote presenters. And so, well, it looks like we've uh, reached the end, but I wanted to uh, give Jack just an opportunity real quick to uh, give out some contact information. If our listeners want to reach out, learn a little bit more about Clio, learn a little bit more about the Clio Cloud Conference, what's the best way to reach out? Yeah, absolutely. So Clio.com is our website. Uh, all of the feature announcements and other news from today is rolled up on our, our website, so you can certainly check out Clio.com. Uh, I'm Jack underscore Newton on Twitter. I encourage your uh, listeners to, to follow me there. Uh, and I would respond to any correspondence they'd like to send to me at jack at Clio.com as well. So uh, thanks, Lawrence. Thanks, Bob. Really uh, enjoyed it. And thanks for joining us at this year's Cloud Conference. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, Jack. Good to talk to you. This has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti signing off from Chicago. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.